Welcome to The God Solution, where we discuss answers to humanity's questions about God and God's answers for humanity's questions. I'm Nate Herbst, and I'm thrilled you're listening this morning. I hope you enjoyed last week's show on the top 12 lies you'll hear in college. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you missed it, or if you just want to go back and hear it again or get the notes, you can go to godsolutionshow.com. You'll find a ton of other shows that we've done there on a whole range of topics that relate to faith and the Bible and Christianity and scriptures and the reliability of believing all that Jesus said. Today, I kind of wanted to get into a new topic. We've never talked about this specifically before, and that would be 10 great reasons to trust in Jesus. Obviously, every show I do, I conclude with an encouragement to follow Jesus, and I believe that we discuss many great reasons to follow Jesus pretty much on a weekly basis. But today, I wanted to take some time to talk about 10 reasons that come to mind when I ask the question, why follow Jesus? So a lot of these are the reasons that I follow Jesus. And I hope that as you hear these this morning, you'll find them compelling as well, and that you too, if you have not already, will begin to follow Jesus and to walk with him. I believe that the life walked with Christ is the greatest possible life lived on this planet, and at the same time has hope for the future that nobody else can offer. We'll get into some of those reasons coming up here right now. So reason number 10, and we're going to work backwards to reason number one, is that you have no better option. It doesn't sound like the most convincing statement right off the bat, but I do think that it is compelling nonetheless. The fact is, there's no better option. Oftentimes, I argue with various atheists and people that do not believe in God, and I always am amazed by the fervency with which they argue for nothing. They are convinced that there is no God, there is no hope, there is no peace, there are no morals, there are no objective reasons to do X, Y, or Z, there is no true hope whatsoever, there's nothing to look forward to after death, there is no assurance of a purpose or a plan or a resolution of our problems here in this life. It's a pretty hopeless and dismal picture that they portray. And when I talk with them, I am amazed by the fact that they would be so excited to promote such a pathetic perspective on life. There are a lot of very, very tragic ideas when we start to believe that we are nothing more than the product of an accident or chance or random statistics, even though, on a side note, the statistics contradict that very perspective. So when I think about why I trust in Christ, I can come to the conclusion that Jesus' own disciples came to when he asked, would you rather not follow me? They said, who else would we follow? And I think each one of us has to start there. If not Christ, what? And if there is no good evidence for the alternative, and if the alternative leads only to failure and dismal perspectives on the future, then why not follow Jesus? So I don't think that this statement in itself would be a compelling reason to believe in Christ, but I do think that it is a compelling motivator. It is maybe a rephrasing of Pascal's wager. In other words, if you do believe in Christ and you are wrong and you die, 
Well, you're no worse off in the end. You still just died like everyone else. However, if you don't believe in Christ and Christ is true and you die, you lose everything. You end up spending an eternity separated from him in what the Bible calls hell. Pascal kind of put it that way. I'm simplifying that a bit. But the main point is that there is no better option than to simply follow Christ. He's the only one that actually conquered death and then promised to do that for you and me. The Bible says that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. And I think it really is foolish to stand strong on the belief that there is no God, fighting for the perspective that there is no true hope. That is foolish, and that's why the Bible says that. If there is no God, keep your hopelessness to yourself. If there is, you actually have a shot at everything that you are longing for. So, reason number 10 to trust Christ is that there's no better option. He is the only one in the history of the world that claimed the things that he claimed and that backed them up with his own power over nature, with his own power over life, and with his own power over death. Who else could we possibly follow that would offer us what Jesus does? So, reason number 10 to trust Christ, there's no better option. Reason number 9 You'll have help to become the person you know you should be. We each know that we don't live up to the standards that we have for ourselves. We each know that there is an ideal perspective in my mind of how I should treat others. There's an ideal perspective in my mind of what's right and what's wrong. And I oftentimes don't live up to my very own standard. And we have all found that there are patterns in our lives, whether they be patterns of anger, whether they be patterns of of confusion, whether they be patterns of abuse or substance abuse or addiction, you name it. People have patterns of what the Bible calls sin that they cannot conquer on their own. I think it was Benjamin Franklin that wrote out a list of the vices that he was deciding to conquer, and he came to the conclusion that on his own, he could not conquer those vices. It's the same for each one of us. So reason number nine to trust Christ is that you'll have help to become the person you know you should be and that you want to become. The Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and we all fall short of God's glory. But with his help, we can become what we know we should be. We can't do it on our own. So as I speak to you this morning, I want to say, you can't do it on your own. Quit trying. Come to Christ, follow him, and he will give you the strength to become what you know you should be. And that's reason number nine, to trust Christ. Reason number eight is you'll find the forgiveness you're looking for. We all have regrets about the past. Our lives are full of guilt and shame about things that we've done. As I talk this morning, I would ask you to remember in your mind some of the worst things you've ever done, some of the worst things you've ever said, some of the relationships that have been destroyed because of your actions and words. Now think about those regrets that you have, those things that you would do differently if you could, the things that you seek to find forgiveness from, the things that you seek to find relief from, but the memories are just too strong. I've talked to so many people who are overwhelmed by the many, many, many tragic memories from their past, and they can't help but think about them day after day after day. If that's you, reason number eight to trust Christ is that you'll find the forgiveness that you're looking for. 
The Bible tells us that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. See, when we trust Christ, he forgives us. And he actually removes your sin from you as far as the east is from the west. That's infinitely far away from you. In other words, your sin is completely removed and you never have to revisit it again. You know that you truly are forgiven. So if you struggle with regrets, with guilt and shame about what you've done to others in the past or even maybe what's been done to you in the past, I want to encourage you this morning that you can find forgiveness for all of that in Jesus Christ. And that is the eighth best reason that you should trust and follow Christ. So reason number seven, you'll experience true peace in this high-paced society that we live in, this information-driven society that we live in, where you are bombarded with advertisements constantly throughout every single day. We have gotten to a place where we don't know what it means to rest. We don't know what it means to have peace. I think a lot of us think that peace is just not having strife at that given moment. We don't understand that God wants so much more. God wants you to have peace internally and with yourself. God wants you to have true peace in your relationships and with those around you. But more important than either of those two aspects of peace, the peace that God offers is peace with himself. Not because of any great thing that I've done, but peace with him simply because of what Christ did. See, the Bible tells us that in Christ, we can have a peace that surpasses understanding. So if you think, I don't have peace, I have stress, I have anxiety, come to Christ and you really will experience true peace. Peace that surpasses even your understanding. You won't even be able to explain how you have this peace. That peace, that unexplainable peace, comes simply through Jesus Christ. So reason number seven, to trust Christ, you'll experience true peace. Reason number six, to put your trust in Christ, you'll find answers to life's biggest questions. We all ask the same questions. Where did I come from? Who am I? Why am I here? How should I act? What comes after I die? Those are the existential questions that nag every human being. And we can't just ignore them. Sometimes I ask people, do you ever think about those big questions? And I'm always perplexed when people respond, no, not at all. I never think about that. It is impossible for us not to think about those big questions. Being a human being kind of forces us into a place where we must think about those questions. Ravi Zacharias, one of my favorite Christian apologists, says that a correct philosophy or worldview on life must be logically consistent. It has to line up with what is really true. It must be empirically adequate. When we look at the universe, we should be able to see that it's true. And it must be experientially relevant. In other words, it must be applicable in your own life. All these answers must individually correspond with reality and be coherent with each other. They should not contradict each other. And all of those answers must address origin, identity, meaning, morality, and destiny. They must tell you, where did I come from? Who am I? Why am I here? How should I act? And what comes after I die? 
See, when I believe a naturalistic perspective on life, I'm only left with the answers that we all realize are empty. Where did I come from? I came from some slimy goop. Who am I? I'm nothing but an accident. Why am I here? There is no purpose for my existence. How should I act? However I feel like acting. Because outside of Christ, there are no objective standards for morality. What comes after I die? Nothing. Nothing but death. See, those are the answers that I find outside of Christ and outside of God. Inside of Christ, I find true answers to life's biggest questions. Where did I come from? I came because God created me to be here at this very time and in this very place. Who am I? I am God's creation, created in his image for a purpose. Why am I here? I'm here for the purpose that God put me here for. A purpose that, by the way, no one else can fulfill. You are uniquely qualified to fulfill the God-given purpose that he has for you. What is the morality or the ethical code that I should live by? The Bible tells me that. Jesus summarized it in loving God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving others as myself. How should I act? Exactly how Jesus tells me to. What is my destiny? According to Christ, it's an eternity with him in heaven if I put my trust in him. See, I find true answers to life's biggest questions in him, and I don't find those anywhere else. So that would be the sixth reason to put your trust in Christ, because the answers that nag at you will finally be answered. Reason number five to put your trust in Christ, you'll find fulfillment in him. I'm not just saying that as soon as you put your trust in Christ, that your life is going to be a bowl of cherries and everything will be great. Christians have problems just like anyone else. Jesus did say, and he promised, that in this world we would have trouble. But he said, take heart, because I have overcome the world. So even when I do have problems, I know that my Savior is walking alongside me, and he promises to work those around for my good, even the worst things I experience. Because of that, I can have confidence that there's so much more than the circumstances I happen to be going through. I can find true fulfillment in him, and I won't find it anywhere else. There is so much more than living for so much more. I can jump in this rat race of the American dream, chasing after happiness and never finding it, or I can come to Christ realizing that true fulfillment is found in him. So I can have unconditional joy in Christ, and outside of him there's nothing but circumstantial happiness which is surpassed often by circumstantial sadness and frustration and confusion and anxiety. So reason number five to trust Christ, I'll find true fulfillment in him. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The God Solution here on KDUR, that's 91.9 and 93.9 FM here in Durango, and KDUR.org online, we're talking about the top 10 reasons that you should trust Christ. And I guess just recapping the first five, you have no better option. You'll have help to become the person you know that you need to be. You'll find the forgiveness you're looking for. You'll experience true peace. And you'll find answers to life's biggest questions. We just concluded with number five, which is you'll find fulfillment in him and the abundant life that he promised. So going on from 
reason number five, we go to reason number four. You'll have a hope that nothing and no one can ever take away from you. See, outside of Christ, there are no options for true hope in this world that's full of bad news. And we've all experienced the pain and agony of seeing what goes on on the international scale, on the national scale, in our own communities, and in our own families and lives. See, there is so much pain and suffering all around us that we come to a place where everything seems so hopeless. But in Christ, I can find true hope. Outside of him, there are no other options. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. See, I can come to him realizing that he will give me rest and he will give me true hope. In him, I know that the worst situations can be turned around for my good and his good. And there is true hope in him that I don't find anywhere else. The Bible also tells us to cast all your anxiety on Christ because he cares for you. No matter what I happen to be going through, I can know that I can put my anxiety and stress on him because he cares for me and he's going to walk me through it. See, in Christ, there is a hope that is greater than anything else could ever give me. And because there's so strong of a hope in him, I should follow him realizing that's reason number four to follow Jesus in today's notes. Reason number three, you'll experience the love that you've always longed for. We all long to be loved. We all long to be accepted. And we find that when we search for those things, we rarely find them. And we find so much more rejection than love and acceptance. And the love that we occasionally do find in this world is so often conditional. In other words, it's performance-based acceptance. Your friends like you and love you as long as you line up with their expectations, as long as you line up with their ideology, as long as you do what they want you to do and act the way they want you to act. That's what we call performance-based acceptance. And it's very wrong. Christ offers you something so much better. He offers you unconditional love. No matter what you've done or ever will do, no matter where you've been or ever will be, no matter what you've said or ever will say, no matter how you've acted, no matter how many times you've rejected Christ and all that he offers you, no matter how many times you've turned your back on him, he still loves you with what the Bible calls an unconditional, everlasting love. In fact, the Bible says you can't do anything to escape that love. And as you follow him, nothing can separate you from that love. The Bible says that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love that is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. So as you follow him, nothing can separate you from his perfect, unconditional love. And not only do you find love and acceptance from God, but as you follow him, you find love and acceptance from other people that are following him. We have a family in Christ. So you should follow Christ because you'll find the love that you've always been looking for in Christ and in a body of believers who will love you just like Christ loves you. Obviously not perfectly because none of us are perfect, 
but you will find true love and acceptance in Christ and among other believers. So reason number three to put your trust in Christ, you'll experience the love that you've always longed for. Reason number two to put your trust in Christ, you'll be confident of the eternal life that Jesus promises. I talked in the beginning about how no one else has ever been able to conquer death, assuring you that their promise of eternal life is valid. Jesus did that. Not only did he promise you eternal life, he then went to the cross, he died for your sins, and then he rose again, proving that he had power over death and proving that he had the authority to promise you what he promised you. So come to Jesus because you can have confidence that when you die, you'll be with him forever in heaven. There is a possibility in this life of knowing that you can live forever. Some people might look for that in medicine. Some people might look for that in the newest exercise trend. Some might look for that in many different areas. I recently heard of people creating avatars of themselves to try and live forever. It seems so silly when we have such a solid promise found in Christ. Unless you think the evidence for Christ's resurrection is minimal, it is not. The evidence for Christ's resurrection and his authority to make the promise of giving you eternal life is significant. It is beyond significant even. It is overwhelming. Not only did Christ conquer death, but he promised to do it for you. And you can know for certain that if you follow him, he will raise you up on that last day as he himself promised. See, Jesus put it this way. He said, for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day. Jesus promised you personally that if you put your trust in him, he will give you eternal life. So reason number two to trust in Christ is because he offers you the promise of eternal life and he backed that up by conquering death himself. Reason number one to follow Christ is you'll be following the truth. I always have to come back to this in my own mind, and I think it's the most compelling reason to follow Christ. The most compelling reason is that he is true. He is who he said he is. He did what he said he did, and he can offer what he offers you. He is the truth, just like he said. See, life based on lies is no life at all. Socrates stated that the unexamined life is not worth living. Oftentimes, we live with bumper sticker worldviews, where whatever we happen to see on a bumper sticker is what we've incorporated into our perspective and philosophy of life. That is a tragic way to live. My encouragement to you this morning is to evaluate your life, to examine your life, to ask yourself, why do I believe what I believe? And I believe that if you search, you will find that the evidence for Christ's trustworthiness is beyond anything you ever imagined. We can trust that Jesus really did live on this planet, the historical evidence is overwhelming. We can trust what the Bible says about him. The textual evidence in the Bible is overwhelming. We can trust the credibility of scriptures. The Bible makes scientific pronouncements, many of them. You've probably heard that on previous shows we've done, that science didn't discover for millennia. And the Bible tells us right there what they are. There are the fingerprints of God in Scripture. The Bible makes hundreds and hundreds of prophecies, most of which have already come true, some of which are coming true, and some which 
we know because the others have proven true time and time again will come true in the future. Jesus alone fulfilled between 100 and 300 prophecies, proving again that he was who he claimed to be. See, you can know that the Bible is true. I want to tell you once again our BEST FACTS acronym, and these are some great ways to remember why we can believe the Bible. The first word, BEST, gives us some of an idea of why we can trust that there is a God in the first place. And the second word, FACTS, tells us why we can trust the Bible. B stands for the beginning of the universe and life. Science and philosophy both tell us that this universe had a beginning. And we know from science also that life did not just come from non-life. Life had a supernatural beginning. Beyond that, we know E in the acronym, the universe was engineered. The engineering of the universe so that it would be just right, fine-tuned for life, tells us that there's a creator. The fact that there are standards in morality also lead us to belief in God. We realize that outside of God, there's no objective basis for standards and morality. But we know there is, so we know there must be a God. Finally, T in the best part of the acronym is the truth about Jesus. Jesus is a historical figure. We know both from Scripture and outside of Scripture who he was, what he did, what he said, and what he promised to each of you. The second part of that acronym is the facts word. F stands for foretells the future. We already touched on the prophecy that's prevalent in Scripture. A is archaeologically accurate, and there has never been an archaeological find that discredited Scripture. The Bible is archaeologically accurate. C, the Bible is contradiction-free. You may hear of things that sound like contradictions, but I'll tell you right now, they're not true contradictions. They're only seemingly ones based on our modern perspective. When we study the text and the culture, the contradictions all resolve. I have yet to find one that doesn't quickly evaporate with a little bit of studying. T in that acronym is translated correctly. A lot of times people will say the Bible was not translated correctly. We have too many translations. We can't trust it. The reality, though, is that we have the documents from early in the church's history so that we can know what was originally written so that we can trust that what is written in Scripture today is what was originally written. Finally, the science in the Bible. Again, the fingerprints of God on his book for you tell us that you can trust Scripture. So reason number one that you should follow Christ is that he is true, and he had every right in the world to claim, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Each one of us should be a truth seeker desiring to follow the truth. And if that's where you are, I believe you'll be compelled to follow Christ. As we have talked about these many different issues, I hope you've been convinced that, yes, I can trust in Christ. Recapping what we heard this morning, you should follow Christ because you have no better option. You'll have help to become the person you know you should be. You'll find the forgiveness you're looking for. You'll experience true peace. You'll find answers to life's biggest questions. You'll find fulfillment in him. You'll have a hope that nothing and no one can take away. You'll experience the love you've always longed for. You'll be confident of the eternal life Jesus promises, and you'll be following the truth. If you're there this morning, simply say, Jesus, I open my heart to you today. Come into my life. Forgive my sins. 
Be my Savior and Lord. Help me walk this life with you. And he really will begin that walk with you today. Thanks so much for listening. I'd encourage you to join us for church this morning at the River Church. They made 860 Plymouth Drive right here in Durango, right off Florida Road, and they'll be meeting at 1045 this morning. I'll be there. I hope to see you there. Also, I'd like to invite you to connect this Tuesday. We'll be meeting in the amphitheater again at 6 p.m. Tuesday. It'll be a great time. Please join us for Connect this Tuesday. Find out more about Connect at connectflc.com. Get all of our previous shows at godsolutionshow.com, and please let us know what you think. We appreciate your comments and questions. Finally, as I say each week, remember an open mind, honest heart, humble disposition, and diligent search always lead to Jesus. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great Sunday.